If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is an ode to Napa cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. This is Podco Media Networks. On episode 131 of Confessions of a Marketer, Mattresses and Marketing. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Joe Auer, who founded Mattress Clarity, is in to talk about SEO and lots more. We'll have that in a moment. Soon, Jocelyn Kopak will be in to talk about building a great brand. In the weeks and months ahead, we are planning discussions with Catherine Hayes, Maggie Fox, Amanda Slavin, Vincenzo Landino, Mark Schaefer, and more, so stay tuned. COVID-19 patients need your help. If you've fully recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood. That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T dot Help save lives and schedule your appointment at Vitalant.org. You could help save lives. All right, on to Joe Auer. Joe runs Mattress Clarity, a source for finding sleep product information and reviews online. So what does that have to do with marketing? A lot. In the first of two parts, we get Joe's backstory, how he founded Mattress Clarity, and how he's scaled the business. Let's get to it. Joe, good to have you on the podcast. Welcome to Confessions of a Marketer. Thanks for having me. Can you tell me your background and also about how you started Mattress Clarity? Sure. So I actually have a bachelor's degree in finance and a master's in accounting. So very different from what I'm currently doing. Um, I was actually a CPA for about three years out of school. Oh, wow. And for me, being an auditor or CPA just wasn't what I wanted to do. So I was just kind of looking to get out and do something very different. So I got in touch with my friend's older brother, who was this kind of crazy internet entrepreneur type of person. And he was starting a new company. And because he was so charismatic, he convinced me to stop being a CPA immediately and to go join him for this new venture that he was doing. So this venture was kind of a, a clone of Groupon, if you're familiar with that kind of daily deal site. Yeah, It was female focused. Uh, I did a number of roles in this company, sales, marketing, operations, things of that nature. And after six months or so of some pretty intense work, the company just like basically completely failed. And so it was just a very, very humbling experience where I thought we just bring a nice smart team together and really do any sort of idea. And 
it just didn't work out in our favor. So that happened. It did. It did. So I was like, maybe I should have stayed as a CPA. But uh, <laughs> given that this guy was continued to be so charismatic, he said, hey, before I was doing this, I was running a kind of a digital marketing consulting company. I can just immediately go back to doing that if you want to kind of stay on working with me. So given his charisma, I stayed working with him and started basically doing digital marketing consulting work for a handful of companies. And so with, with the accounting background, I, I basically had no digital skills like whatsoever. So I kind of had to teach myself all of that. So I did a lot of networking. I started running some of my own blogs like on the side, taught myself SEO, learned how to run AdWords campaigns, social media marketing, email marketing, kind of the tech side of websites, all just kind of like learning by doing. Yeah. Each one of those you just mentioned could be a podcast in itself. I think so. Uh, so it was just kind of like this wonderful education where I just taught myself stuff on the fly. I did stuff on the side. Um, to teach myself SEO, like had a number of like content sites I just did by myself and had just kind of a blank slate to, to learn a, a lot of really cool things. And that kind of gave me the bug to just do something digital with my career. Yeah. So maybe the first experience didn't go so well or well at all, you might say, but I was definitely down to just do something digital for the rest of my career. These experiences kind of coincided with me actually also applying to get an MBA which you know I probably didn't need to do, but ended up deciding to, to go do that. And so I moved to New York to, to go to business school, which is where I met my current business partner. I talked to him, his name's Kenny. He had a pretty similar experience where he was like in finance and then quit to do a kind of a digital kind of business idea as well. And we weren't sure exactly what we wanted to do, but we wanted to be in business together doing something online. So... We did about 15 different digital business ideas that range anywhere from doing a drop ship uh, pet jewelry site, hmm. a site about snoring, a site about improving your dating life, um, a course teaching dentists how to market their dental practices better, plastic surgery kind of directory site for people to kind of learn better about what their options are for plastic surgery, et cetera, et cetera. So, we got in touch or we kind of knew generally that there are some mattress companies that were starting to kind of make waves, maybe raise some money. And we, we saw that there was this opportunity to be on the kind of content side where we just thought if there's going to be a bunch of new companies coming into this space, there's going to be a bunch of people wondering, hey, which mattress should I get? Uh, which one's going to be right for me? Do you have any video reviews? And that was there, there were a few competitors of us back then, but... We said there's just given our kind of digital background, we think we could come in and kind of make waves in this industry just from the content side of things. So that's that's how we started Mattress Clarity. It was a very kind of rocky road to get to that point, but Mattress Clarity was probably the first like kind of big hit in our company that that took off. I think it was kind of partly just you know our hard work and, and all that, but it was also pretty good timing as far as like an industry that was about to really change and really move like from 2% online to, to 30% or online or what, whatever it is now. So, yeah, we did a number of ideas and, and Mattress Clarity was one that, that really took off. And so we funded our business by basically being consultants to other companies. We didn't really raise money or anything of that nature. And we didn't really like doing the consulting thing. And so as soon as we were able to, to make enough money from like our own projects, like Mattress Clarity, uh, we kind of got rid of the consulting side of things and 
just kind of took it from there. So Baptist Clarity is still going, still doing well. We were able to, to run three other sites as well that have, have been able to gain traction as well. The mattress business has been disrupted in a very unexpected way, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe five, ten years ago, you wouldn't have thought it was an industry that was ripe for disruption. It had been ingested by the venture capital market in the last 20 years. And, you know, the idea of a one-sided mattress was really a marketing creation to save money. So it's, it's just been interesting to watch that market go from being, you know, Serta and a few other companies to how many mattress companies are there now? And, they're, you know, they all follow in this kind of Casper mold. Yeah, I think I've probably reviewed over 100 different online mattresses. They're all like some of those are part of the same company. But yeah, there was a year where probably two or three new ones came out every week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's obviously unsustainable, but that was, that was kind of a crazy time that kind of 2015, 2016 time period where everyone realized that the shift was to go online. And so everyone was trying to kind of get a piece of that pie and create their own kind of version of this, you know, all foam, like Casper-y kind of um, type right. of mattress. Yeah. And those were, you know, mattresses 15, 20 years ago that were really high end, those foam mattresses, the developed for NASA type of <laughs> type of mattresses that are now uh, mainstream. And it's a really interesting market as a marketer to think about. What really attracted you to that segment other than, you know, you were kind of looking around for a business. Have you had trouble with mattresses over the years or uh, what struck your fancy in this area? So the the biggest trouble with mattresses is just the logistics of actually reviewing them. Now I live in Austin, Texas, so it's much easier to to have a house kind of a little bit further away from the city, but to live in New York City in a kind of a cramped apartment, it was just kind of logistically kind of a nightmare. To deal with that. But I think, you know, for, for doing the type of sites that we try to do, we just like to see that there's an opportunity to get a lot of traffic. And then if we can get a lot of traffic, what, what can we do with that? Is someone maybe making a purchase of a high ticket item? If so, then potentially if you get a lot of traffic, then you might be able to make more money that way. Um, if we reviewed little trinkets, for example, that were just a dollar or two, maybe we could get yeah. a ton of traffic, but that wouldn't necessarily become a business because we just couldn't make the, like, the math work um, from a profit perspective. So it was a, a category that we felt very strongly was about to just kind of blow up online. And therefore, the number of people searching for reviews and for terms like, hey, what is the best mattress? What's the best mattress for side sleepers or back pain was really, really going to grow. And so we just kind of saw this, this trend that was about to really take off. And so it is kind of a high ticket purchase price as well. And we thought we could get a lot of traffic. So, and we thought we could use our kind of um, SEO, just digital knowledge based. Uh, so, it, it all kind of worked out in, in our favor, just the, the timing of things and what we generally like to look at if we're going to do a website. Good. So, let, let's get down to the nitty gritty. How did you scale this niche business? So, I think if you're going to do well in any sort of content business, whether you just have your own personal blog or you want to go like a real full scale site, it's probably going to take one to two years before you see any real success. So generally with what we do, our success is dependent on getting 
traffic from Google. Uh, and Google's just simply not going to rank websites that are brand new. You have to kind mm-hmm. of earn that trust. So that generally means you need either need to raise money or have some money to set aside and just be real lean or just fund yourself through other means. And so we didn't raise money. Uh, we did this consulting work that I mentioned with a handful of companies and then used that money that to make sure we didn't starve living in New York and then kind of to invest in our own projects. So it was a rough first two years where we kind of worked up to 100-hour weeks just around, around the clock servicing clients and then trying to desperately take that money and get our own stuff to work. So we did everything ourselves initially. I did the writing the tech side of things, shot and edited videos ourselves. We did all the SEO work ourselves, which generally means like reaching out to other websites to try to get them to, to give you backlinks to your site. And so when we finally started gaining traction, we were able to get rid of that kind of client consulting part and we were able to slowly hire people to kind of take over a lot of the stuff that we were doing. So we have a couple of writers on our team, some video and design people as well. And then we work with a couple of different kind of SEO type of uh, agencies as well um, that helps us kind of like use our time better and have experts in other parts of our business kind of take over that type of thing. So I would say if you have money, I would take a long-term approach. Just know that this type of thing isn't going to happen in six months. Uh, I would overinvest in kind of the quality of the content and really just build the best brand possible. Again, keeping that kind of long-term approach in mind. This isn't the type of business where you can get rich quick at all. Um, You may be able to do something short-term, but Google will figure it out and you probably won't rank that well in Google. And I would just invest in in quality, like across all the things that you could do. Yeah. So are there any lessons you took from that early experience that didn't turn out so well that you internalized and brought to Mattress Clarity and your future endeavors that helped you? Probably the number one thing was just humility. I think anyone that has not done a company and they think they have a good education or they just think by that alone, they should have some success, but the world doesn't care like at all. So I found out very quickly how a talented team, smart people, with you know good experience, like that doesn't mean that they're guaranteed success. So we are very humble. We get humbled every few months. Someone in one of our sites does does better than us um, in something, and so we're, we never assume that that we know everything, and we're always looking to learn like all the time. So we're just keeping like a, a growth mindset from a personal perspective at all times. So I would say humility is probably the biggest thing. There were probably some tricks that we learned on how to run internet stuff um, a little bit better, but I would say that's probably the number one thing. It seems to me that that's the mark of success in digital is learning from your business every day, maybe every hour, right? Seeing what's going on and applying that knowledge to the future. That's definitely right. Especially in the world of SEO, things change every month. There's a big Google update every few months and a lot of sites go way up or way down in traffic, and sometimes you get hit, you don't know why. And so you have to absolutely be listening to a bunch of experts all the time, learning from different people, getting different opinions, because Google doesn't really say, here, here are the right answers. Here's right. exactly what you have to do. They don't oftentimes say really anything. They just say, hey, there was an update. 
and they don't really say anything other than that. So it can be kind of frustrating, but you have to be very good at networking and just be learning things like every single week if you want to survive in this business. All right, next time we're back with Joe Auer and we dig into SEO, his YouTube strategy, and where he sees SEO and content headed in the years ahead. So stay tuned. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Podco Media Networks, and this episode is copyright 2020. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time.